With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, shalom, everybody. This is Bishop Kevin Foreman. Welcome to the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. We are going to have an amazing, an amazing time today. Listen, if it's your first time listening, definitely make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. It is the desire of this podcast to help leaders go further faster. And so we're going to provide you with some great content that you can put in practice right away, whether you're a pastor, business owner, executive. Really, we want to hit leaders in all seven spheres of society, and that's business, family, arts and entertainment, church, media, education, and government. So if you're a leader, in any one of those areas, it's my desire to pour into you. Who leads leaders? Who pours into leaders? Well, that's part of what I am called to do. If you don't have our mobile app, we'd love for you to get it. The simplest way to get it is to go to harvestchurch.church. Click on the app button and you can get it that way. Also, if you are not aware, we have something called the Harvest Leadership Network that you can avail yourself to. It Again, it is for leaders in those seven spheres of society. And I would love the opportunity for you to connect with other like-minded people. We're a growing, growing network, growing at a very fast pace, in fact, and uh, of leaders who are like-minded, who want to uh, do great things. And so the focus of our Harvest Leadership Network is to empower leaders to change regions so we can seize the harvest. So ultimately, everything we do, we're doing to glorify God. So we want to make sure that we are doing that and doing that well. If you want to join HLM, the simplest way to do that, again, go to harvestchurch.church and uh, you can click on the Harvest Leadership Network button that's there on the website. You can get connected with us. And again, you can even access the Harvest Leadership Network through our mobile app. It is at the time of this podcast, it is no cost to join. And of course, that may be subject to change in the future, but right now there's no cost to join. So we'd love for you to connect with us and uh, get access to some of the great benefits that the members of the Harvest Leadership Network have. And so we know that that would be a phenomenal uh, blessing to you. Listen, we like to celebrate the things that God does in and through the lives of people that are connected um, to Harvest and even in the Harvest Leadership uh, Network. And uh, I want to just share a couple of what we call praise reports. These get submitted through our mobile app from people who are connected to Harvest. And I want to share them with you as a leader because leaders need to be encouraged. You need to be encouraged to know that what you're doing matters, that what you're doing is impacting lives, that what you're doing is helping other people. And uh, and I know that when you begin to hear what God's doing for other people, uh, it's going to encourage you. So I'm going to read you a couple uh, and uh, let's just go. Here it is. Shalom. Tonight on Monday Night Prayer. So we do something on Monday nights called Command Your Week Prayer. You should hop on that with us if you don't already. 
It says, Bishop, again, casted out nets, and my little brother gave his life back to Christ. Uh, I know under your leadership, his house is next. Thank you, Bishop, for giving God your yes, you are a true shepherd. Isn't that amazing? Yo, we got to celebrate that. That is absolutely fantastic. Here's another one. That's actually uh, an awesome praise report about giving. And this is actually from an individual uh, that is part of the Harvest Leadership Network. And it says, blessings upon blessings upon blessings. The soil of Harvest Church and that of your bishop truly is abundantly rich. I've sown thousands of dollars over the years and I've never reaped a harvest on seed sown. Here it is so expeditiously. For example, I sowed a seed on October 9th. And an unexpected check was also issued to me that same day for 28 times. Stop! 28 times more than I sowed. I believe it's important that I share with you two points. One, uh, that I sowed the seed in harvest. And two, that I uh, gave the specific amount Bishop Foreman requested. It goes on and says, I believe my obedience in those two areas was the reason why that unexpected check came in the mail. God wanted that seed to be in the fertile soil, in the fertile soil of Harvest Church at the uh, very specific time during the service. I've continued to sow whatever I can into both Harvest and Bishop Foreman. I'm and uh, goes on, talks a little bit more. And then it says, today, something, capital A, capital M, capital A, capital Z-I-N-G, happened completely unexpectedly. I had four debts paid off on my behalf. Y'all better hear me. It said, I have four dates paid off, or debt, excuse me, paid off on my behalf. Yes, that's what I said. One of those debts was one of my student loans. That were not enough. It was requested that I go look for a new wash and dryer set at least for, for at least $2,300. That's completely paid for. It goes on, my house's next is still in full effect. Guys, it is amazing to hear what's happening in the lives of people that are connected to Harvest. And so I encourage you, if you got a praise report, I want to hear it. We want to hear it. Just in that app, harvestchurch.church, in that app, click the button for praise reports. And we want to hear yours. All right. No report is too big. No report is too small. Sometimes as leaders, um, you sit back and listen, but you never participate. I want to challenge you to be an active leader and be participatory in submitting your praise reports. And so with that, I want to also challenge you. If you've not sown, uh, if this podcast blesses you, maybe it's your first time and so you want to listen and hear and receive, I can guarantee it's going to bless you and encourage you and speak life into you and give you some meat to take away. You know, if you're a leader, you want like step one, step two, step three. That's how most leaders are is you want the practical takeaways and that's how I'm built and so that's what I give you. And so I want to encourage you. If you have not, uh, definitely make sure that you um, uh, that you consider sowing. You can do it through Cash App, uh, Harvest Church Give, or Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N, or again, Harvest Church Give. If you use Cash App, those are the cash tags. That's what they call them to put it in that way. You can also use snail mail. Many people still actually write checks to use money orders. Um, that's typically not my millennials. My, not my millennials. That's typically the generation prior to them. But if you write checks or want to send a money order, you can do that. Just make it to Harvest Church. Send it to P.O. Box 44104. 44104, Aurora, Colorado, 844. You see all those fours? 44004. That's the P.O. Box. Aurora, Colorado, 844. Or guess what? Go to harvestchurch.church. <laughs> everything is on that website. Or everything for Harvest is also available in our app. So you can avail yourself to that. Make sure that you do that. I want to jump right into today's leadership talk. Here it is, guys. The prophetic leader. Woo! 
This is going to be good. The prophetic leader. Um, let me start with this prophetic declaration for you to latch on to. You are in winning season. If you're listening to this podcast, would you do me a favor and on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, send me an Insta story or send me a tweet just doing hashtag winning season. You are in winning season. You need to know that. You got to believe that. You got to walk into that. Uh, and so what I want to do is teach you how to be a leader that moves prophetically. And if you if this seems a little strange to you, it doesn't make sense. Flow with me. Stay with me. I'm going to explain it to you because there's a variety of ideals, thoughts, beliefs about prophecy. And so I want to lay a foundation for you about what prophecy is. It means to foretell and foretell. Foretell means that you are simply announcing something that's already been planned or been scheduled. Uh, if you think of to foretell something, you are simply saying this thing is coming up on Sunday at six o'clock. So to foretell just simply means that it is already scheduled. To foretell is to add something to the schedule. Now, when you look at prophecy, prophecy does two things. Prophecy creates and prophecy also reveals because it is foretelling what's already planned by God. And then it is foretelling by creating things because of the power that the Bible gives us to use our words to frame our world. See, everyone may not be a prophet. So listen, leader, you're like, whoa, this is deep. What is he trying to say? I'm not a prophet. Everyone may not be a prophet, but watch me, leader. Everyone can prophesy. I need you to write that down. Everyone may not be a prophet, but everyone can prophesy. Uh, for example, your tongue is a very powerful weapon and everyone can use their tongue or their words, their confession, their declaration. All those things are really tantamount. Uh, everybody can use that as a weapon. Here's Isaiah 45, 11. It says, thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my son's. And concerning the work of my hands, you command me. Now, if uh, some people have looked at the scripture and said it made it like it was an indictment where God was saying, you can't ask me anything and you can't tell you can't say anything. Quite the opposite. When you look at the text, God is challenging his people to one concerning things to come, ask. You know, the scripture says in James that we have not because we ask not. And sometimes as a leader, we are so busy trying to figure it out, we never just asked God. I want to challenge you, leader. Here it is. Ask God concerning the future of your church, future of your ministry, future of your business. Ask God what to do. Uh, many times we don't do that as leaders. We're so busy creating that we don't ask. Number two, um, it says, and concerning the work of my hands, you command me, which means anything that God created, he's given us command over. Woo! You got to write that down. You got to instant store me that man. You got to tweet me that one. Anything that God has created, he's given us command over. So it's not like we're running God or telling God, God, you're going to do this and God, you're going to do that. No, let's not get that confused. What we are simply doing is simply saying to the Lord, we're saying, Lord, we are asking for you to um, um, allow us to utilize the authority and the power you've given for us to command the works of your hands. Anything that you created, he's given us command over. Or anything that he has created, he's given us command over. So let's move. Prophecy has purpose. The purpose of prophecy is to manifest God's intentions in the earth. Because one, it's foretelling things that are already this, uh, already decided by God. And then it is foretelling. It is adding things to the schedule. Now, um, when you look at this, there's a couple of scriptures that speak to this. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets 
Um, which means, watch this, top secret, classified, intimate information to his servants, the prophets. Stop. The Bible says in Amos, God isn't going to do it unless he first announces it through a prophet. I'm going to say it again. God says, I'm not going to manifest anything until I announce it through a man of God. It's important to understand. Uh, you can even see this, for example, in the scripture, because sometimes, if, especially if you grew up in church, you just have this notion, well, if God wants it to happen, it's just going to happen. That's not the way God set it up. God specifically says, I'm not going to do anything unless I have first revealed it or announced it or prophesied it um, through my servant, the prophets. So you can see this even in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, God says to Moses in Exodus 7, he says, you will be as God to Pharaoh. That's what he tells Moses. And he says, and Aaron will be your prophet. Stop. If Moses is as God to Pharaoh, why in the world does Moses need a prophet? Uh, he needs a prophet because God's system was, there's nothing I'm going to do in the earth unless I first do it through or first announce it um, through a man of God. Here's another scripture, Psalm 147, 15. He sends out his command to the earth. His plans run very swiftly, which means God says, once I prophesy something, then things begin to move quickly. And for some of you leaders, you've received great prophetic words about your life, about your ministry, about your business. And what you need to understand is those prophetic words that you have received, uh, they are in fact there and they are designed to ensure that you have the ability to run quickly. So sometimes once a word is released, watch this, there's a process that comes with that word, which we're about to get into in a moment. As a leader, um, you want to use the power of prophecy so that you are not throwing things up against the wall and hoping they stick so that you are actually manifesting what God has ordained. Could your concern be wrong? Meaning many leaders are concerned about failure. Should your concern be about succeeding at the wrong thing? What if the issue is not that you aim too high and miss, but you aim too low and hit? This is where prophecy comes in because the job of a prophet is to point you in the right direction. So the purpose of prophecy is to manifest God's intentions in the earth. The job of a prophet is to point you in the correct direction so you can see manifestation. Hosea 12, 13, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Egypt refers to their limitations. It says, and by a prophet, he was preserved. This is so powerful and so incredible because the Lord says, I brought them out of Egypt because of a prophecy, because of a man of God. And I kept them out of Egypt because of a prophecy, because of a man of God. Now, here's what's significant, guys. Here's what's significant, leaders. Direction that you get from a prophetic word, whether it's in church or through a message, it doesn't mean that you avoid devastation because after every word is released, there's something called, here we go, process. That's right. And this part is where most of us get discontented, distracted, and can even feel defeated because process is always painful. And that part is rarely announced when a prophetic word comes. See, a prophetic word is all of the foretelling, foretelling. It's not telling you the journey to get there. It's kind of like navigation. If you ever program a destination and the navigation system on your computer, it's going to tell, or on your car, your phone, or what have you, it's going to say, this is your destination. It's going to take you 30 minutes to get here and 15 miles. Here's what it doesn't tell you. You're going to have to go through a construction site. You're going to have to go through seeing this. You have to go through that. You're going to have to go over a bridge. You're going to have to go under a bridge. You're going to have to do all of that. It doesn't tell you the journey. It just tells you how to get there. And that's so important. Because as a leader, you are supposed to do great and awesome things. I need you to say that. I am supposed to do great and awesome things. Please say it with me, leader. I am supposed to do great and awesome things. But here's the reality. The process is painful. And that part's rarely announced when that prophetic word comes. 
Because we wouldn't want to hear good prophecies and good words about our future if we knew what they cost us. But I need you to hear me, leader. It's about to be worth it. Can I get you to Insta story that, tweet that to me when you're listening to this? It's about to be worth it. Why do I have you tweet me? Why do I have you to do those things. It's because I want to ensure that we are activating the power of the scripture. You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. They said, love it, shall eat its fruit. That's number one. But number two, it says that wherever two or three of you touch agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. So when we are standing in agreement, what we're doing is activating the power of the scripture. It's not a preaching trick. It's not designed just to come up with something for you to do. It is designed so that you can actually literally see the power of agreement at work in your life. See, God's love is free leaders. Greatness has a fee and that fee is called pain. When you're a prophetic leader, you have to realize once you get announcement of something great, you need to get ready for process. Once you start making great progress in your business, in your ministry, in your church, in your family, wherever you're a leader at in those seven mountains or seven spheres of society, then after that comes process. I need you to start bracing yourself for process because when you're a prophetic leader, once you hear something good, then you have to say, what's it going to cost? That's not being cynical. It's simply being, watch me, prepared. And when you're prepared, when negative things happen, you don't get worried. So after you get that business loan, you start bracing for process. After you get the building, you start bracing for process. After you get the good news, you start bracing for process. See, Hebrews 5, 8 says this, though he was a son, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all that obey him. So the scripture says that even Jesus uh, he had to go through a process of, uh, and that process, it says being made perfect. That implies a process. And in that process, it, that process involves suffering. Suffering involves pain. It says, then he became the author and uh, a finisher of our self, eternal salvation to all that obey him. Now, this is so important because even Jesus had to go through a process. Sometimes you have to grow into the prophecy. I'm going to say that again, leader. Sometimes you are going to have to grow into the prophecy and you got to realize that's just part of the process. When you're a prophetic leader, after you get a prophetic word, after you hear something great that's about to happen for you, when you hear it's winning season, you brace for the process. What's that process look like? Well, it depends on where you're going. You just got to brace for pain. That just means, watch this, don't be shocked if people walk out. Don't be shocked if things change. Don't be shocked if key employees no longer produce or perform. As a leader, you have got to begin to brace yourself and prepare for process. Because in that process, you're being a prophetic leader to say, I know great's coming. I'm getting ready for process because I know God's word is going to be fulfilled in my life. Why? The Lord God does nothing except he first reveal it through his servants, the prophets. Um, here's another one, Revelation 5.10. And he has made us to be kings and priests. That means successful and spiritual. It's not either or, it's both and. And we shall reign on the earth. Not when we die and get to heaven, but hear me leader, here on the earth. So sometimes God has to make you into what you need to be to occupy your prophecy. Let's say that again. Sometimes he's making you into what you need to be to occupy your prophecy. And pain is messy. 
pain is difficult. Uh, and here's what you need to know. Jesus isn't shocked by the pain or, or by the mess that the pain creates, nor is he overwhelmed or underprepared, nor did he not see it coming. And I need you to know it's about to make sense for you leaders, why you're in winning season. Some of you have gone through some valleys and those valleys were designed to prepare you for your win. Don't let the process make you forget the prophecy. Isaiah 66 and 9 in the New Century Version says, in the same way, I will not cause pain. Stop. God says, I caused the pain. Well, why did he cause the pain? He caused the pain because he allowed the pain. Why did he allow the pain? The pain was necessary for your process. So you'd be strong enough to handle what it is that was prophesied about you. See, great things have been spoken about you. And one prophecy you got to hold on to is winning season. In that, you have to expect that you're going to run into some difficulties and some challenges. All right. He says, in the same way, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. If I cause you the pain, I will not stop you from giving birth to your new nation. For you, it's your new business, your new department, your new ministry, your new you. Sometimes you are the thing that's giving birth, that he's giving birth to. So watch it, prophetic leader. Prophecy, then process, which is painful. And then watch me. Then you get to prosperity. That's where you got to understand that you're headed. That's where you got to understand that's where you're at. In Second Chronicles 20 and 20, it says this. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Wow. As a prophetic leader, you recognize that while everybody may not be a prophet, Everybody can prophesy as a prophetic leader. You realize after something good is announced and watch this, even something good happens. You brace yourself for process. When you're in process, you don't forget your prophecy. I want to challenge you to commit whatever it is you lead. I want to challenge you to begin asking God, ask God who should be in positions, ask God who should be in roles. Ask God how you should approach the business loan. Ask God how you should approach the real estate deal. And when you involve God in your business, God will make sure you succeed in business. Let's pray. Father, I pray for this prophetic leader. Today's talk is intentionally short because I want to drive the message home. That is, number one, we're in winning season. Number two, that is a simple formula for the prophetic leader. Those are the leaders that are going to see God do amazing things in their life and in whatever it is that they lead. And thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a story that illustrates this principle. I want to encourage you to read it. It's in the book of Luke. It's in the book of Luke. And in the book of Luke, here's what the scripture says. Uh, the scripture says in the book of Luke, uh, down in uh, chapter five, it talks about, and I'll summarize the story. It talks about Peter casting his net. And it says um, that Peter, they had cleaned up. They were washing their nets. They'd gotten out of the boat. And after that, then Jesus says, when they're ready to give up, when they're ready to stop, when they're cleaning up, Jesus says, launch out your net, into, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Here's what he said. One, take your boat far out there. In other words, he says, Simon, I need you to get committed because when you're a prophetic leader, and you hear prophetic word, you got to commit to the process. He says, launch out into the deep and let us and let down your nets for a catch. What was he saying? He was saying, Peter, you are getting ready to catch something. Now, he tells them this in the daytime when it's best to fish in the nighttime. Why? 
because in the daytime, um, one, the heat keeps the fish from the surface of the water and it uh, uh, attracts the predator fish. So the type of fish you're trying to catch normally are not going to come out because their predators are there, which means if you catch something during the day, it means it's a miracle within itself. Here's Jesus' prophecy to him. Launch out to the deep, let down your nets for a catch. There's the prophecy. Here's process. But Simon answered and said to him in verse 5, Master, we've toiled all night and we caught nothing. Here's, think about his fear. Think about his shame. Think about him feeling like he can't do it. Think about him feeling scared to take a risk because he just took a risk last night and everybody saw him fail. There's his process. But he says, verse 6, and when he had done this, he followed instructions. When you're a prophetic leader, and you listen, uh, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your bishop, if I'm the man of God that speaks life into your life, when you hear a message, when you hear a leadership talk that gives you an instruction, when you follow the instruction, because remember, the Lord does nothing except the first reveal it by his servants, the prophets. So when God announces it, you attach to it. And when you attach to it, guess what? You've got to follow it. You've got to see it through. When he did it, here's what the Bible says. They caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. The story is amazing. I want to encourage you to go read that story in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, so that you can see this process, which ends right here. And this is what I want to leave you with. In verse 9, for all that were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Here's the final step to that process. Prosperity. Woo! Prosperity doesn't just mean money, leader. Prosperity is this Hebrew word, shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. What ended up happening for Peter is he got a prophecy. That prophecy took a process. That process is he had to go get committed. He had to deal with some pain. He had to confront some fear. He had to do it in front of the same people he failed in front of. But then after that process, watch this, he sees prosperity. And when he sees prosperity, um, his business now goes to another level. Because what is he? A fisherman. So what did he just do? He caught fish so he can sail, he can eat. He now has taken care of his business and his family because he followed the prophecy. Listen to me, prophetic leader. You're going to succeed in whatever it is you set your hand to when you understand that simple process. Listen, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's talk. It was intentionally short on on purpose because I want you to go back, listen to it over and over again. And I want to ask you to share it. Would you share it and would you leave a positive review? on uh, iTunes. That would help us so much so that more people can be exposed to what's blessing you. Love you guys so much. Have a phenomenal day. Don't forget to sow. Cash app, Harvest Church Give or Bishop Foreman. You can also sow at harvestchurch.church and click the give button. Have a phenomenal day. We'll see you next time.